All right. So I've been avoiding doing this episode for quite some time. Uh, for those of you that don't know, um, unfortunately, the Red Baron has passed away, aka uh, Tom Brill. So I'm just going to speak on, you know, what, like what transpired and our our relationship and everything and what's coming up in the future. Um, it's been, it's been a trip. Oh, shit. Look at that. No pun intended. Just had a little spill. Nothing spilled, though. It's a little slip. Um. If you'll see the video, I like stumbled trying to adjust my chair. Um, it just feels like a, a bad dream that you can't wake up out of. If anyone that's ever lost anyone that they're really close to, I'm sure, I'm sure you relate and understand what I'm saying. If you haven't, it's it's pretty rough. You know, I've lost people before, but I was never this close to someone. And it's trippy because I only knew him for two years. In fact, I know like the exact date that I met him, which was the the day that Pete Davidson had his uh, meltdown at the stress factory. Um, out at, at his um wake, at, well before the burial, I, I spoke. So what's that the, the obituary? And um, I, originally, I was going to say, I, I remember the date because it's the day that Pete Davidson got sand in his vagina. But I don't really know his family like that, you know, so I didn't I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. I mean, it was bad enough that the way I started. So I got up there. To, to, to talk a few people have spoken some really nice things before me everyone keeps coming up to me and telling me oh it was great it was lovely love what you said but out the gate <laughs> I'm I fucked up and he would have laughed at it though because I go up there and I'm like hey how's everybody doing <sighs> stupid question I'm sorry let me let me start over and it kind of cracked the ice people were we're laughing at at that. It was cracking up. Um, but another the reason I really remember it is because it was the day after um, my my wife and I's anniversary. We were out celebrating. We were. Long story of it is that we were in Jersey. I think we had another day at at the hotel we were at. It was like a little resort type thing in Jersey. Um, and we were like, should we go? I was like, I want to see it. The kid's funny. I like him. You know, let's go see Pete Davidson. Why not? You know, it's one night only. It was like on a Thursday. This is random. It was so random. Um, and so we went. And then we get there. And everything's going fine. No problems. And... I think the owner comes out, the owner of any brand, if you don't know, the Stress Factory. He owns two. He's got two, um, what are they? Two facilities, whatever, two clubs. One in Jersey and one in Bridgeport, Connecticut. 
so he comes out and he addresses the crowd you know hey hi i'm the owner you know um please be aware of our rules do not take any photos or act a fool you know if you're on your phone and we see you on your phone we're gonna kick you out you know if you need to take a phone call go in the hallway or outside we don't want to have to treat you like children you know please be mindful and um respectful of of the comedians so that's what he said and he also said and, and you know when Pete comes up here please don't shout out any of his girlfriend's names don't shout out Ariana Kate Beckinsale please don't do any of that it got a little chuckle right then I don't think the next act came up after that or one act came up from what I remember I think one person performed and, and then nobody else did from his camp because because what his whole beef was that i have a, a crew of people already i don't need you to open up so he felt like what vinnie brand did at the beginning addressing the crowd was a was an act and it wasn't it was just him telling people you know don't 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 be a dick we don't want to have to throw you out don't be a dick so we don't have to be a dick so he bounces and um, somebody comes out and, and says it, they address it like uh, Pete Davidson's not coming out. Of course, that got a laugh. Everyone's like, ha, 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 ha. He's like, no, no, seriously. He left. He, he was upset at something I said. There was miscommunication or something with, with him and their team and management uh, because, because of what everything I just said. So then Vinnie Brand puts on um, Sam Hunter. Shout out to Sam Hunter, one uh, friend of mine, local comic on the come up. And, and I feel like that was the day that Sam really became a comedian. I, I said it on a, another podcast I was on, Alter Cognition, I said that was a day, the day a star was born. Because he threw him in the fucking ocean with sharks. And it was that kid's birthday, too. That's the crazy thing about it. It was his birthday. So a crazy day because then the day after, you know, years later is, is now my, my daughter's birthday. So April 30th, we, we were there April 29th, I believe. It's when, when the whole thing happened. April 29th is when everything went down. 2019. Um. So Sam gets up there and he, he does great. He kills it. It's, it's the best set I've ever seen the kid do. He's done other great sets, but I think what why this one stands out to me is because he was it was just thrown at him. Just yo, go out there, right? So while at some point during the show, I don't know exactly when. I guess it's when everyone was coming in and stuff and we were sitting down getting situated baron um i don't know if he taps me or tries to get my attention somehow and then he asks me if is this place any good have you ever been here do you like it i was like yeah it's straight it's good it's cool i like it but um i i was like i was not having it um he says i didn't 
I didn't give him any attitude. I'm glad that I didn't or else none of our relationship would have never happened. Because like I said, I was in Jersey. I'm there kicking it with my wife. We drove like, I don't know how far, but it was like hours. It was like a good two hours. And plus I hadn't eaten before then because we was getting on the road. So it was like three, four hours maybe that I hadn't eaten. So I was upset. And I didn't want nobody bother me while I was eating my wings. He he's asking me questions like, right as I'm about to bite into my wings. Um, I had asked him like weeks, maybe months later, like, did I give me an attitude? He's like, no, no, you're fine. I can just tell that you didn't want to be bothered, so I left you alone. I was like, oh, cool, yeah. So anyway, that night happened, right? And then the next morning, people are flipping out on on you know ig and they're lying people are straight up lying oh Vinny brand was talking shit about ariana grande and um kate beckinsale and that's why uh pete davidson didn't perform because he's a class act or some bullshit like that and baron and i were like no 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 that's not what happened yeah he did make fun of his girlfriends because unfortunately pete davidson is no more for his dick than his comedy and like we said he made fun of those chicks but that was after the fact that was after uh pete davidson had left once pete davidson had left that's when vinnie brand did his act after sam did uh, a warm-up of the crowd and they put a hell of a show on you know and, and it was free you know he was like yo sorry I'm, a, I'm gonna refund you all your money uh shows on me you can stay if you like please do we're gonna put on a hell of a show and they did um pete davidson went on ig shortly after and was like oh i'm gonna give a free uh show for you guys and he never did it it's all bullshit you know but anyway bear and i were then were trolling trolls and i saw that the same guy red baron red baron was trolling people that i was trolling liking shit that i was saying i'm liking shit he's saying we're like tagging each other you know we don't even fucking know each other and then um i look at his page and i was like i think that's the dude that was talking to me that was like sitting to to my back left and i was like yeah that is him and then uh i see something that he does music right so i click on it and he put out music as old as i am as long as I've been doing music, I never put any music out of my own. I've asked people, how do you do it? And they've told me the short answer, distro kid, which is correct. But I'm just like, huh, what, is that? what does that mean, distro kid? It's like same as someone says, how do you get health insurance? And they're like, oh, UHC, Medicare, you know? You're like, what? What the fuck you... Yeah, that is how you get it, but Obamacare, you know, just like, wait, what? You know, no, it was never really detailed out. Um, so anyway, I go and listen to his music. I think I listen to his music first before I tell him I'm a DJ. Pardon. Okay. So I listen to his music first while I'm working out. And then the first track that comes on is Complacent. 
you could go check it out on Spotify, wherever you get your music at. In the chorus, he says, when you get too comfortable, you become complacent. If I ain't up in your top five, bet that I'm adjacent. And I remember thinking in my head, wow, this is going to be interesting. This is a bold statement for someone to make, you know, and it's in a chorus. So they're saying it over and over. And I like the music. I like this vibe. So I let him know, yo, I, I'm a DJ and I make beats. He was like, bet. Cool. Uh, let's link up. So we did. And uh, pretty much the rest is history. After that, you know, he helped me out with new levels. I remember I told him, I was like, I, I got a song with Nitty Scott. You got a song with Nitty Scott? What the fuck are you doing with it? I was like, I don't know how to put it out. I've even asked them. I asked Nitty Scott, I had this other song with Speak uh, that you probably all have seen on like LA Leakers doing freestyles. And I'm like, I don't know how to put it out. I've even asked them. I was like, how do you do this? I don't know how you put it out. Do you want the song? I'll give you the song. You put it out. I just, I just want the shit out. So he, um, tells me how he puts out his music shout out to jay reason that's our guy that helps us put out our music and eventually i started putting out music on my own as well but i still put out music to jay i probably still will so yeah we start you know linking up going through songs beats and then going and agree upon putting out my ep which will come out um not too long from now, because we, we actually have a new song coming out this Friday. So when this drops, you know, I got to make sure this shit drop. But when this drops, there'll be a new song. It's called Vibe Vibes. It's the last song we ever did together. I think he actually wanted to call it Vibe. But the beat was called Vibes. So I left it Vibes also because um, the artwork just looked better. You know, um, shout out to La Familia Media. Uh, they always do my artwork. And I just I just thought it looked better. Like, I'll pull up my IG right now so you can see what I'm talking about. Because the way that they did the constellations uh, in the sky for the um, cover art just looked better than w without the S. It looked better with the S than without. So I'm going to play a, real cl uh, a clip real cl quick of it right now so you could um, hear and see what I'm talking about. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop the share. All right, here we go. Now IG is acting up. Son of a doings of Pete Davidson. Hold on. All right, so here's a little clip. If you feeling really low, put your hands Vibes. up to the sky. It's another day we breathing. It's time for you to thrive. All we got is just a moment. All we need is just a vibe. Then we start to put in work and creations come alive.
Yeah, so that's just a little taste of the song coming out. Already out now, once this drops. Um, it's the last song we recorded. It was produced by E-Rock Beats and myself. We got um, Jay. You could check him out. Guitar. He's on IG. I think his name is Jacques. 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 Miguel. Um, he played the solo at the end. Um, Joa. I, I don't want to pronounce the name incorrectly. Um, it's J. A with squiggly on top. Oh, real dope guitars. And um, yeah, he had asked me. He was like, "What, what kind of solo do you want? What it, what are we what are we making here?" And I told him I want something that's similar to the Pixies um, solo. In um, hey, trying to meet you. The song's called Hey. There's a really beautiful solo. The that is it starts off melodic and then it gets like angry um you know because they are the the godfathers of that grunge sound as people call it um so i think he did really well at putting the vision that i had you know into sonics so um i mean baron was supposed to finish writing he didn't completely finish writing he wanted to change the hook the hook he wanted to say if you're feeling really low just look up in the sky it's another day we you know same thing and then at the end it was going to be um if you're feeling really low put your hands up in the sky it's another day we be then time to you free to thrive all we needed was a all we needed was a vibe then start to put in work creations come to life like that was it he was just going to do those quick little changes and we were going to put it out but unfortunately he passed away so he had a heart attack while he was sleeping uh, like we're assuming we don't really really know but he, he had a heart attack um because i don't want to get into details of it so we'll just leave it at that you know um Yeah, it's very unfortunate. It was 29, young kid, uh, a lot of potential. I think we would have made it. Maybe we'd still make it, you know? But it just would have been better with him. Um, it just would have been much better with him. Was, uh, I, uh, now I feel like Premier without Guru, Havoc without Prodigy, you know? it's. It, I'm sure RZA misses ODB. You know, that's why they still use ad-libs of his on, on records. Fucking sucks, man. But we're going to continue to live uh, his legacy. You know, we're going to continue to keep his name alive. I'm going to continue to. Grizzly's going to continue to. Because we were actually in the middle of um, finishing a song called Intoxicated. Uh, and he never, he never laid down his verse. He was supposed to lay down his verse and fix the hook for vibes which he wanted to call vibe i left it at vibes because as you saw in the photo it just looks better with that s at the end whatever he probably pissed off right now at me but 
I think I think he would have came around to it. He'd be like, ah, fine, whatever, fuck it. So intoxicated, he never finished writing his verse. He was almost done with it. I think he might have completed it and he was tweaking it. And we were gonna record it not too long, you know. We probably would have recorded it already if he was still here. But unfortunately, we weren't able to since he um passed away. I'm going to give you the exact date right now and pull up the info that they his his family put online and I'll also read what I said at the um obituary. I don't even know what it's called. Wherever you do the open mic next to the casket before they bury them, whatever that's called. It's very odd. To me the whole wake thing is very bizarre and if you know the history of it, it's fucking weird they call it awake because they really thought people were going to wake up because medicine was horrible back in the day i wonder if they're going to say that now <laughs> you know medicine was fucking terrible in 2021 um but yeah they, they, sometimes they diagnose people dead you know for whatever reason maybe they were in a coma and then they wake up out of it and then that's what people were hoping would happen at the wake and even after they bury them, if you ever, they don't do it much now, but they used to have like bells, like attached into the casket in case you wake up and you're in the casket, you ring the bell to wake people up. But of course, because the wind be blowing and shit, people are like, oh, that's, that's their ghost or whatever. It's the fucking wind. Um, but yeah, who knows? It might've been somebody with ting, ting, ting on some Kill Bill shit, waking up in a, <laughs> waking up in a coffin, you know? All right, so now I'll go over what I said at the at the uh, funeral, you know, the obituary, I guess is my obituary. Um, so not too many people know the exact date and time they first met a friend. I don't know the first day I met anyone except for Baron. Um, we met on April 29th, 2019, around 8 p.m. I also remember this because this was the night of the infamous Pete Davidson meltdown. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, SNL cast member, the SNL cast member bailed on a show he had at the Stress Factory. Coincidentally, uh, April 29th is also my wedding anniversary. To make a long story short, Baron and I talked via Instagram and decided to work on music together. I only knew Baron for two years, two months, and 18 days. But like my wife Renee says, time does not determine the depth of the connection that can be formed with someone. Y'all heard that? Bars. We had a lot in common and we connected on multiple levels. We shared many of the same beliefs and opinions. I became friends with Baron in my mid thirties, period in life where it is almost impossible to make a friend. And I was like, you imagine if your life actually depended on, on it and you're just like, what, what do you do? Do you go to like a grocery store? Hey, come have a beer with me. I like football. I love wings. Let's hang out. You know, like after school, you know, where do you make friends, you know? it's hard to even make friends at work because you don't really know these people you don't really trust them people have ulterior motives and shit 
So now I have all of you as my friends, all thanks to him. Looks are definitely deceiving. At first glance, uh, you wouldn't know how loving, caring, honest, and kind Baron was. Um, I would sometimes meet up with him after work at his house, studio, a comedy show, or a concert, still in my suit and tie, which probably made me look like his bodyguard. Uh, I like that I was able to be myself around him. So... um, this is where I share the Shane Gillis story, which we can pull up the picture because I think I did put it on my IG. So we went to the stress factory together to see Shane Gillis. And for those of you don't, who don't know who Shane Gillis is, he is the former SNL cast member. I guess I got beef with SNL now. Uh, former SNL cast member who got fired because he said a bunch of uh, racist, ignorant uh, slurs towards Asians. He used the C word. And um, the other C word. Because when I say C word, everybody knows you mean cunt. (gasps) He still said it. So we're there at the show. And um, I'm like, yo, I got this idea. He's like, what? I was like, you down? What is it? Tell me what it is. All right, all right. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna ask for to get a picture with Shane. Cool, I'm down. All right. When we get up there, uh huh, and they're about to take the photo, (laughs) we all do karate poses. (laughs) So we we get up there. And I'm gonna show you the the stupid reel that I made, or it's just a post on IG that I made. And I've I've, I've tagged him in it. I've sent it to his friends because a couple of his friends have actually been on this show, and I've I've been like, hey, here's a gift for you, and they laugh. Some of them no comment. You know, I'm sure this is like as he said on Rogan, it's a very uh, rough, you know time in his life but look at this smile he loved it he was cracking up he was like he was like oh fuck you guys but it was like a, a nice fuck you he was he, he dapped it up he talked with us afterwards maybe that's why he didn't come on because he said he would but he's he also was like ah, i really don't like doing shit when i'm at you know when i'm um headline and doing a weekend or whatever he just likes to sleep in he likes to get shit faced excuse me so So right when they're taking the photo, I go into the Daniel Sun crane pose and I go, whoa, Baron's boy on the left does the crane kick. Also, Baron did like a hiya with a blunt in his mouth. And uh, <laughs> that shit is hilarious. 
I wanted to start a trend with it. I, w- I was hoping you could hashtag it like MMA with Shane or some shit. And then, you know, people just do all kinds of random photo, um, random like photo bomb poses, MMA poses, you know, do the E-Honda slaps, pop, 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 pop. Somebody do the Chun-Li, yap, 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 do the kick and shit, you know. So, yeah, I, I love the fact that I could like be myself 100% around him. So here are some of the things I learned from from Thomas. Always put your best foot forward. Don't let whatever's going on in your life cause you to treat others badly. He would tell me stories of how someone did him wrong, and I commended him for keeping his composure. Thomas always looked out for others. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Have fun and live life to the fullest so you don't have any regrets. Also, speak up. Closed mouth does not get fed. What's the worst that could happen? If you ask someone for a favor when you're in need, they say no. But if you don't ask, you'll never know. And it's definitely a no if you don't. So don't be shy and try. So I was like, I miss you. I love you. Uh, thank you to all of you for sharing and donating to his GoFund. Uh, I never ran one before, so I'm happy that it's been so successful. Hollis, a close friend of his, said the following to me. He would have been floored by uh, at the outcome of this fundraiser. I truly don't think he realized how much he meant to everyone. The outpouring of love is phenomenal, and I wish he could see it and know exactly how loved he was. That that's it. That's all that I said. I feel like I might have butchered some of it. I did it so smooth at the at the funeral. It was so fucking smooth. Um, yeah, family members, friends, all came up to me, said they liked it and loved it. Said said a lot of nice, kind words and made them laugh. You know, because the other obituaries. Are, they were not funny. Not like anyone was trying to be funny, but I'm sure he appreciated that. I'm sure he appreciated it. Um, you know, people just, you know, pouring out their hearts, saying what he had done, what he meant to them. I didn't even want to share the shame story. I was actually going to share a different story. I was when I said looks are deceiving, you would have thought he was the bad influence. And in fact, I actually was because one time we went to this comedy show and the server was a dick server was a complete dick so we get there and just off rip he's giving us attitude he don't want to be there he hates his job maybe hates his life or his girlfriend i don't know and bro i'm I, the one thing i do remember is baron baron had asked for water and dude came back with a bottle of water dick move you didn't ask for tap. You didn't ask for bottle water because people give you tap or they, they ask you, you want you want bottle water or tap? You know, he would have said tap because he didn't he vegan. So he didn't really see what was on the menu that he could eat. And then he eventually found something because he wasn't, you know, he didn't make his order as quick as possible. I guess that's what upset the dude or something. Um, I, th- I think I left it in the comments somewhere. Maybe not. 
uh, I thought I left in the comments. We like <laughs> we were like cracking jokes about that shit for weeks later. So it, I didn't even say what happened, right? So the guy's being a dick. And then the night comes, and I'm like, yo. He's like, what? I was like, let's bounce on the check. <laughs> he was like, what? I never did that before. I was, I was like, okay, first time for everything. He's like, what the what? But how, how do you even do it? I was like, we just go, go, get up, move. He's like, what? Get up, go. So we, he gets up and walks away, right? And um, we're, we're out. We're the crowd is gone. We're, we move with the flow. And I, I, we didn't get too, too far. We got pretty far. And then he's like, dude, I wanted to take a picture with um, with uh, Sergio and with um, Chris. So I'm showing the pictures right now on, on the video because we went to go see uh, Chris Stefano and Sergio Chacon open for him at the Comics Roadhouse. Fuck, epic night. Fucking phenomenal sets. It, Suck my dick, Jeff. I think that's what it was. I think <laughs> so. Shout out to Jeff. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. So took some photos with them afterwards and kicked it. They probably thought we was with them. Um, because we got along with with Surge. You know, shout out to Surge. Listen to the DBS podcast, Dirtbag Shit podcast, hosted by Sergio Chacon. He's he was on the show. Great dude. Funny as fuck. So yeah, that's the one thing that I had changed in the obituary. I I I just a friend I told Iraq about it and he was like, I think you're gonna be the only one that laughs at that story. I don't think anybody else is gonna think it's funny. You should think of something else. The other fond memory that I spoke of that I have of him is how one time I don't remember where we were going. We're going somewhere and we're going, we're you know flicking through the radio stations or whatever and then the song comes up and and in unison both of us just kick into the song and both are like do 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 that fucking trash ass song and we were laughing about it making jokes we were like yo their label probably told him like the oombop girls are, are are really killing it right now you guys need to put some more doo-doo doots and all that shit into your music i really sell it so you can sell like the oombop girls so it was just cool that i was i was always able to be myself around him that's uh one of the things that that i liked I, that i noticed that i was truly myself you know i also um mentioned how before he had passed he and i had connected and told each other that we loved each other you, and you should not be afraid to say that to anyone that you love no cuomo no fucking cuomo tell somebody you fucking love them it's that simple don't matter what they are male female and i don't know the other 32 fucking genders we have now Whatever the fuck they are. It's no diss to, to thou. No diss at all to thou. Thy. Yeah, tell someone. 
let them know let people know give them their flowers while they're here you know it's too many times people wait till the end i don't know if he knew all the love because there were times where he he would kind of like say otherwise and i'm like nah it's not like that it's not like that at all what are you talking about but he's no i guess times that people did him wrong and I guess he felt like everybody was on that wave, but they wasn't. The GoFundMe is still up. If you want to go check it out and um, support, please support. Um, you could even Google Thomas the Red Bill, the Red Baron Brill Memorial, and it will pop up. Because I just Googled the Red Baron. Thomas Brill memorial and it popped up. So I'll show right now. This is the, the link, but nobody's gonna remember. Well, you might remember it. GoFundMe.com forward slash F forward slash Thomas. That doesn't come out nice. Hyphen that, you know, T H A hyphen red hyphen baron hyphen brills hyphen memorial or you could just go to google and type in the red baron thomas bill the red baron memorial and then it's the second one the gofundme bam oh look at this donate so we did we did really good uh we got up to 7k almost 8k so seven thousand eight hundred seventy seven dollars pretty pretty nice pretty pretty nice um and you see the the donations i don't need to go through them i also wrote in this so i'll read this as well for those of you listening Ugh. i was gonna do it you know i listen to the rap of the dj but it's just the DJ. I don't, I don't know if I, I'm not going to keep this going. I'll, I'll probably start something else. I'll keep you posted about that. Also, we are going to do a tribute show to him. And I'll I'll touch on that in a few moments because we had a glimpse of this shit this past weekend. And it was fucking insane. Dude. It's like he was there. So I'm going to play the clip. bro so we had a show um i i played a show this past weekend with uh grizzy the great yk draco who's actually changing his name soon and y'all know that in the near future um unseen so uh grizz and unseen are in a group called outer clan so the dude named drew i don't know if he is 
I, that's all I remember is Drew. I don't remember if his name was anything other than that. Drew was there. Gambit. He's also on a track with with Red. Um, who else? Teflon Entertainment came through, and like the whole roster performed. I don't remember everybody. I remember Truth Anthony because he and I spoke together. Um, I don't know who else from Teflon Entertainment. Pardon, no diss. You know that. I'm gonna work with them. Truth Anthony is fucking dope. Real fucking dope. Um. Oh, of course the fellas. So the fellas is a group made up of the three Savo brothers, which is um. Kevin, I believe, or Frank wasn't. Sorry, Frank, Kevin, whichever one it is. I always get, I got dyslexia, so I forget these things. Um, let me pause it. So Kevin, it's Kevin Savo. So Kevin, the oldest. Rocky Savo, middle child, and uh, Mark Savo, the the youngest. And um, they have a couple other friends on there, CL Gotti. Um, let me see who else is on this. I think that's about it, CL Gotti. But anyway, oh, Nikki G. Um we all performed this past weekend for um, a show that was put together by by Mark, which he did really well. Did really good for someone that put their first show together. I think he did great. The behind the scenes is a whole fucking other thing. Y'all have no idea. Um, I'll give you some insight. I'll try to make a long story short because it is a fucking long story. We get there, there's a party going on. There's supposed to be nobody there. We got there at five. They told us nobody was there. And then there's a party there. Some chick's having a birthday party. Bad, bad chick is having her party there. And um, yeah, so it was at 585 Main Street in Nagatok. So you can check out 585 Main Street Nagatok. And um, so they they said, um, at six, we're going to kick everybody out. So don't worry. Don't worry. We'll have everyone out by um, 6.30. So we're like, okay, cool. I guess we'll just wait till then. Time comes around. And they got everyone out for the most part. So I, I start setting up, right? But Savos tell me that they hired somebody to do sound for them. I was like, cool. So I just plug my system into theirs. I look at his board. He's got a Mackie. Awesome. Top of the line. Legit. Standard. Standard board. We start plugging in. And my... My DJ setup sounds good, but my mics sound like shit. 
And um, I remember Kevin was like, why the fuck the mic sound like shit? You know, because he's thinking it's the people they pay for, right? And then I'm like, no, those are my mics. So then they're thinking that I'm fucking up. They say no, but bro, cut the shit. They thought my system was fucking up the system. Um, I get it to work. I get it to, to do decent. You know, because I remember I went over to the board and the kid's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. It's getting signal, but it's not getting. I push a button because he was like bussing stuff. That's like people don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. He he just it's like he hit a mute button. So unmute it in a sense. Now we're rocking. Cool. EQ shit. Get the, the gain and everything set up. Good. Awesome. Uh, well, actually, there was like. The, wire, the wires I used from the place were shoddy and that was causing the issue. I took them out eventually. I think I just plugged everybody into me. I plugged my two mics into my system and then my system went into their system and it worked fine. Cool. We're done with our sound check. We leave, you know, the room. Then it's time for um, the fellas, AKA the three Savo brothers and friends to do their sound check nothing is going on nothing's coming through from what i heard this went on for like two hours because we got there what six to seven the show started i think at nine some you know it went on for way too fucking long like it the sun was up when we got there sun was down and no fucking sound so Yo, they're all bugging. They're like, dude, we're fucking paying this guy money. The fucked up thing is that the guy that was there wasn't even supposed to be there. Some other dude was supposed to be there, and he sent that guy. He sent Dipset's DJ to do the sound for the show. And then when I go back inside, because they're like, yo, I don't know what he's doing. Shit ain't working. You got to get this shit. Please help us. Do something. You know what the fuck you're doing. Do something. Help us. All right. I got you. I was like, the hoes call me Superman. Don't worry. I got this. I was like, ladies call me Superman for a fucking reason. Maybe it's the swoosh in the hair. I don't know. I've been called it for like since I was like in middle school and I ignored it. I, I still don't. I don't beat my chest about it, but I fucking save the day. I go over there. Yo, I go back and I'm not working through the board now. My system's not working through the board. I don't know what this kid did or if the board just fucking crapped out. But the system that was working just a second ago is not working. Dude, the owner came up to me and was like, please make it happen. They're, they're killing me. This, this guy is killing me. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. I remember I was telling Mark, Mark, Mark came over. He's like, please help out, help out while I'm like eating dinner. I was like, I got you. I got you. I was like, I think, I think, I think the sound guy's got a little bit of the tizzy. What? What does that mean? He's on the spectrum. Huh? He's retarded. Oh, huh. Yeah, I, I can see that. So I go back inside. I take, take everything out of his board. I plug the main plugs into my joint and... The owner was smart enough. I'm not going to take all the credit. The owner was smart enough to plug all the mics that were on the stage into the monitors that were on the stage. So I had no control over the volume of the mics that were on the stage. 
he was like, yo, just fucking crank up the beat from where you're at. That's all we could do. He's like, this guy don't know what the fuck he's doing. I don't know if the snake messed up. So like the snake is the um is a microphone cord that has a bunch of different microphones. They call it a snake because it's like a long, it's like one long wire and then it splits up into like eight or 16 microphone wires. I don't know if that messed up or if the kid messed up. Who the fuck knows? But we got the shit working. I had to get the energy back up, start playing classics, you know, chilling on some hot shit. Mm -hmm. All I do is win, win. Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way, you know, just getting the fucking crowd hype. Get them where they need to be. That's when Drew came on and the show started right so it was, the lineup was like drew yk draco outer clan outer clan is grizzy the great and uh unseen right um they're cool with yk uh no yn draco and he 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 likes kind of begins their show in a sense we practiced this shit for fucking hours yo i met up with the three of them on the day before the night before and we just went over the set what are we doing all right this is what we're doing these are the songs we're doing okay cool i think we did it like four times possibly five i'm sure we did it three but possibly four or five times i remember at one point we're like yo we need caffeine all i got is diet coke give me the aspartame son i'll fucking take it you know Till two in the morning. I was there till like 1.32 in the morning putting this set together with them. And it fucking paid off because their performance. I don't want to say it was the best, but you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it it one of the best. We'll say that. One of the best. Um until the end where I played Red Song. Because Mark wanted to pay tribute to Red and play his song at the end of his set. Because this is Mark's set. Mark put this whole fucking thing together, got his brothers up there, got his other bros up there. They put together a fucking great show. Yo, you would have thought we all rehearsed this shit, yo. Like, I don't want to toot my own fucking horn, but I DJ for like five different acts as if I was the motherfucking DJ. Like, you would have thought I was all of these people's DJ. And there was one that was a nice little moment where I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a Mark. Because he was give, he was throwing out jello shots. Yeah, yeah, you got them shots still? You still got them shots? Yeah, yeah, why, what's up? Shot, 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 shot. That shit was a fucking moment. That shit was a fucking movie. You should have seen the crowd fucking into it. So at the end of the night when we played Taking Medicine, they didn't even know I was going to do that. I didn't even know I was going to do it. I remember people telling me, Mark's going to play a red song at the end of his set to pay tribute to him, right? So I'm like, he going to play Taking Medicine because everybody knows Taking Medicine. Like I was telling Baron, I was like, it's your Wonderwall. He was like, oh, I was like, don't, don't shit on Wonderwall. Don't shit on Wonderwall. I, I did once at an Oasis concert that did not go very well. It's a whole nother fucking story. It's your free bird, you know? This is your stairway to heaven, 
you know fill in the blank this is your benjamins you know whatever the fuck you want this is your dip your dip set anthem like this is your shit boy and um so i see the set i see their set list i see the song come up and i was like take your medicine yo i just got a live recording of it from jesse which was the former co-host of Alter Cognition. So to bring this shit full fucking circle, this shit is full fucking circle. I met Baron, right? Baron brought me on Alter Cognition, which was hosted by Nick Breen and Jesse. I forget his name, last name. Sorry, Jesse. He don't care. So I was a guest. The first time I was ever on that show, I was a guest. Later on, I host, I co-hosted that show with Nick once Jesse backed out. Jesse then became like a photographer slash comedian. So he recorded a show that we did at Toad's Place, the show that we opened for Immortal Technique. Probably Baron's best show. We practice so much for that show i think we had like something weird like 11 or 12 minutes i don't think they gave us a 10 minute slot i think they gave us something weird like 11 or 12 i'm like why couldn't they just give us 15 right if you're gonna give us like 11 or 12 that's very odd so we're like how are we gonna do this you know just rapid fire bro let's cut out all the fat out of your set and just do a medley his whole show was a medley of his fucking hits that he's put together for the past i don't know eight i don't know six years that he's been doing music and performing we have freedom writers new levels song he and i just did we have ratchet women in there song he and i just did we had um complacent fucking red alert doom all these fucking songs right and he said it on this podcast before that immortal technique came up to him and i said that in the show also i said that in at at the obituary also that um he got praises from goats like there was no doubt in my mind that this kid was going to places man you know conway looked him up and down when he asked him yo you heard my music he was like yeah i heard your set i heard your whole set what'd you think and he just looked him up and down yeah little n-word and baron's just like what uh i I guess that's a compliment i'm pretty sure it's a compliment moral technique almost same thing slightly different but he just went up to him said i love what you're doing you know you could look back at other episodes where he talks about it himself and i'll put together an episode where it's clips of nothing but the greatest hits from this podcast so rewind we're at the show right back at the show i remember that jesse recorded this performance jesse i asked him yo bro can you please find it because we've been asking him for fucking years where is it and I think Baron might have even said, that motherfucker, yo, I'll die before this motherfucker ever sends us that shit. Knock on wood. Too late, but <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he fucking said that. 
but the kids send it right so i got this file on this laptop i have two laptops i have a show laptop and i have a backup right for some reason i used my backup now just because of the wi-fi linking up with the title and serato whole nother story right give me a second So I rewind the record right before they drop, right after they tell everyone that we're going to play this in tribute. As Mark says, everybody put your hand if you lost someone that you love. This next song is my boy Red Baron. We lost him not too long ago, so we're going to pay tribute to him and play his song, Take Your Medicine. And then I came on the mic from the booth over the loudspeakers. I was like, yo. I got something that y'all never heard before. And unless you were at the show, you never heard this. This is the live version of Taking Medicine that we performed at Toad's Place for when we opened up for a mortal technique. And then you heard some people, oh shit, oh. I'm gonna play this song, the live version of this shit. I don't know what else I said. I said something else. It was really fucking good. Don't sound like this bullshit. Because when you're in the moment, you know, when you're in the zone, because I was in the zone, the fact that I fucking knew to check this laptop, because it's only on this laptop, the one that I'm talking to you through right now, it's only on this one. I could have downloaded it on the other one, but whatever. I played that shit. And the crowd was interacting with him. Because I could play it right now. Why don't we play it right now, right? Because people was asking me, like, yo, where is this? Where can I get it? How the fuck do you have that? I don't. And I was just like, yo, uh, I, I didn't get it too long ago. I did not get it too long ago. I think we should play the whole set. But we're just going to go up to the Toad's Place part right now. Well, to the Take Your Medicine part right now. And then we'll get into the whole performance right after. All right. All right. So I I queued up the, the video, but I got the audio from the video to the moment where right before when we played... Um, Take your medicine. So I'm going to play this right now for you. Make some noise, New Haven. Uh, you fucking with this shit? Yeah, right. Is my fat ass doing this shit for nothing? Yeah, right. Okay, so I got one more question for you guys. How many people in here smoke weed? Raise your hands. Yeah. How many people in here love someone that smokes a lot of weed? Raise your hands. All right, this song goes out to all you guys. This is my last song. It's called Take Your Medicine. Let's have some fucking fun. There we go. Hey, yo. If you've seen me before, you've probably heard this. Hey, I smoke a lot of fucking weed. Y'all want to see a mortal technique through the night? Y'all got to get hyped. Yeah, Make some loud. fucking noise. Mortal technique ain't coming out to this bitch. is popping, all right? That's our job to warm him up. There you go. Go. Hey. 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 
This part, oh, Riz shit. fucking yeah. passed out on, right. on the stage, oh. and people really thought he fucking passed out. Oh. And there's some were like, "Wait, what's going on? Wait, is he good?" And then right at this moment, he got up. Just like Darren. Hands down, best performance I've ever seen the kid do. 
No contest. We performed at festivals together. We performed at dive bars together. Good fucking times. <laughs> this don't get me wrong. This gig was great. We opened for one of our idols. One both he's in our top five for both of us. Immortal. Um. It probably one of the reasons we do this shit, you know, like when we got to open for him. I remember when I posted it, a friend didn't even believe me. A friend was like, "Is this real? Are you capping? What's up with it?" I'm like, nah, it's real. Open for Mono Technique. Get the fuck out of here. How that happened, Baron? That's how that fucking happened. <sighs> Miss him. It it really doesn't feel like he's gone in a way. And it did, it fucking didn't this past weekend. I just I played you the clip on my phone. I'll post it in a couple of days, maybe, you know, because it's just been rough, you know. Like I'm like I want to post it, but I don't because I don't even have a great like quality video of what had occurred. The Savo's got a better video of it, and th- they'll post it or put it out whenever they're gonna put it out. But like. Yo, when you see him talking about raise your hand, talking to the crowd, the crowd in front of us was doing everything he was saying them to do. And I remember there were some people in the crowd that were looking like, who's rapping right now? Because I just see all these guys doing ad-libs, but who the fuck is rapping right now? And then the other trippy thing is they did like a semicircle and there's a space that was empty. As if he was right there. It really does feel like he was there. Especially with that recording of the live session and the way it came out the speakers. Because the shit was thumping. I cranked it up because, like I said, I had no control over the microphones on stage. So I was like, I'm not about to let these microphones fucking drown out this song. Because, yo, unfortunately, at one point, there was an artist, I don't know which one, and I don't want to say either, that the crowd wasn't into their performance and they were drowning out the noise. Remember, I got no controls on the mics. Except for the two that uh, Wyan Draco used and Outer Clan. That was it. I had only control of those mics. And they was and and Savo had a mini Savo. Mark Savo had asked me, yo, can I use the mic? Sure, no doubt. And then I don't know, he forgot to come up or whatever happened. But they never came up for the mics. Because I could control the volume for those. Because two, I think, I don't want to say, it was like one or two acts that the crowd was like talking over their set. I can't drown him out with the instrumental because now I'm drowning out the 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 artist because I got no control of the mics. So I just made sure that I cranked up the volume to get the mics on stage to sound like background. Cause yo, they were into it, man. Grizzy had a mic. Gambit had a mic. Rocky had a mic. Last but not least, Kevin had a mic. And they were all fucking shouting this shit. 
So I was like, I'm not allowed. To, I'm not about to let my boy get drowned out by the shouting. And it's no diss to them at all. They were shouting because they were very passionate. They know the song and the energy in the room, yo. The energy in the room. If you knew him, you felt that shit. If you knew him, that shit was kind of like an outer body experience. Probably make an atheist believe. That's how fucking monumental it was. And so because of that performance, I'm going to put together a whole set based off the set that I just played from Toad's Place. Because like I told you, it was a medley. If you don't know what a medley is, that means it's a bunch of different songs, short snippets of a bunch of different songs of an artist that displays their catalog. Grizzy's on like four or five songs that we performed at Toads on that day that we opened for Immortal. I'm going to extend those mixes. (sighs) Grizzy's going to get on it. There's a song that I think that we performed that Gambit's on. I think there might even be a song that Kevin was on. Uh, I don't know who else, but whoever else fits whatever we did at Toad's Place, I'm going to extend that shit. And we're going to play tribute. We're going to do a tribute show for Baron and his family. Because I am a little upset that we didn't hit that 10K mark. Because I put 5K trying to be on on the GoFundMe. I put 5K trying to be like, oh, we might could get this. And we did. And then come to find out his mom. Because his mom was like, yo, shout out to to Sunday. She was like, just put five. I I don't want to sound greedy. I don't want to sound, you know, because she thought the same, same thing I thought. Five, that sounds decent, right? For those of you that don't know. God forbid anybody passes away that you know and love and you have to put the fucking you have to put the whole thing together. These motherfuckers nickel and dime you. Like motherfucker, like like on some Hulu shit. Like like you add in extras. Cause yo, all right, so say you pay for the plot, which is where they're gonna bury them, right? Okay, I pay for the plot. Oh, um, now we need uh, the fee in order for them to uh, dig the plot. I just pay for the motherfucking plot. Doesn't that come with the shit? You ever order a sandwich and they ask you what you want and then they tell you, oh, we got to charge extra for bread, lettuce, tomato, and the meat? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just ordered the shit. Then you order the tombstone, right? The fucking piece that says their name and everything. Cool. You order it. And and now there's another charge for us to engrave it. What the fuck doesn't that come with it? I, these are things that people that don't go through this don't know, which most of us don't go, don't know. I think because I didn't fucking know until this. So come to find out, she's like, I might have to sell my car. And so I helped out and, and then I upped it. I was like, well, we're almost at the five. We didn't meet the five yet. I know some people probably think they met the five and them motherfuckers got greedy. That's why I stopped fucking uh, donating to that shit. Nah, we didn't get there. That didn't happen. We got like four, maybe three, three close to four, right? 
and then I upped it to 10. And we got to 7877, which is cool. I kind of, look, 113 donors, 505 shares. That means a lot of you motherfuckers that got a share didn't do shit. 147 followers, which also shows that some of you motherfuckers who are following didn't motherfucking donate. Because how you got 113 donors and 114 followers, some of y'all didn't motherfucking donate. Because some of y'all would have said, yo, they start that shit at five. Wait, let's do a different voice because we're up north. So I'm going to do down south. Yo, they start that shit at five. And now that shit done move to 10K. They trying to get up. This is a come up. I don't want anybody thinking I'm making fun of anybody in particular. But that goes to show you. Because there's fucking haters out there, yo. There's so many fucking haters out there. But, yo, we're going to put the show together. This shit might be annual, bro. This shit might be annual. This, you know, I'm, I really am going to do it annual. I'm going to hold myself to that. Because I got my dude, Steleon, in, in New Row, where I grew up at, who holds an annual memorial like mini party festival memorance for our boy Just Nova. So I think I should do it because of the way he does it. Because it's kind of it's like a family reunion. And that's what this past weekend was. I don't even know y'all. Like I don't I I know like maybe 10 or even like six of y'all that were at this past weekend thing, but everybody else that was at the place, they know each other. They call themselves family. That's how tight everyone was that was at this venue at 585 Main Street in Naugatuck, Bar and Grill. That's how many people, they, they, they said, we a family. At one point, Kevin said, like, yo, we all family. So I, I knew what he was saying by that. Like I said, I don't know everybody. Damn near nobody fucking know me. I just stepped on the scene. I fucking miss my bro, yo. I'm fucking mad I'm even doing the show without him. This show don't even feel real, yo. So I think I'm going to end it right here. I'm going to end it right here. I think I pretty much got everything off my chest that I needed to say. Um... You know what? I'll I'll read what I wrote because a lot of people said what I wrote for the GoFundMe was really nice as well. So I said, hi, my name is, and I said, my government, Carlos Sanchez. Because <laughs> what happened was I didn't want anyone to hop on this before me. I didn't want anybody to, to be a vulture or a leech or a fucking jackal and, and start up a GoFundMe for my boy before I did. And I know you're like, you only know him too. I already told you. When my wife said, time does not negate the depth of the connection you can make with someone. So fuck that time shit. Before anyone says, you only know him two years. I know. Yeah, you grew up with him. I wish I grew up with him. I fucking wish I grew up with him. I'm mad I didn't. So let me get back to what I was saying. Hi, my name is Carlos Sanchez. I created this GoFundMe on behalf of my friend Thomas Brill's mother, Sunday Haras. Some of you may know Thomas by his stage name, the Red Baron. 
Red Baron was a beacon of light in what otherwise and what can otherwise be a very competitive genre in the CT music scene. I'm not going to take credit for that line. That was from Hollis. Shout out to Hollis. Friend of Thomas's. Baron. I don't like calling him fucking Tom. I never called him Tom. He's always fucking Baron to me. Or Red. Or Red Baron. Uh, he was insanely talented. Let me show you it Let me, while I'm reading it. That way you could read along with me or, or read ahead of me. He was insanely talented and it showed through his music. I had the privilege of witnessing this firsthand as his producer and DJ of the last three years. Under the alias DJ Lack of Sleep. Under the name The Red Baron, Thomas opened up shows for Griselda. And I fucking put clips of this shit in case anyone's like, no, he didn't. Yes, he fucking did. And I put Griselda as a whole because he opened up for West Side. Look at that, West Side. What? He opened up for West Side Gun and Conway? I put this in. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, little. Mm. So epic. Um, Benny the Butcher was also at those shows. I didn't have a single picture of him and Benny. Mortal Technique. In case you thought I was capping. I had to leave this night. I'm really upset that I did not get to meet my, you know, idol. I had to leave for work. Baron told me, stay, stay. I'm like, dude, I'm fucking tired. I got work in the morning. This is pre-COVID. Pre-fucking COVID. Like, right, pre-pre, pre-pre-COVID. You know, so I still had to go into the office. Um, G Herbo. Look at this. Motherfucker open for G Hobo and Lil Dirk when Lil Dirk was nobody. Lil Dirk is bigger than G Herbo now. Ain't that a motherfucker? That's crazy. Amongst others. Because he opened he also opened for Jada at a festival. And um can't remember who else, but there's countless others, yo. A boogie with the hoodie, he'll tell you, did not go as he planned, but in the end he did win the audience. So Red Baron was a rising star that will greatly that will be greatly missed in the music world. I apologize for the the pauses. It's kind of hard to get through all this. So I put this um quote from Lao Tsung, I guess that's how you say his name. Um, the flame that burns twice as bright burns half as long. Lao Song. Or Lao to Song. So as you see, I put the first part, Baron. Second part, Thomas. Thomas was supportive to everyone. And one of the realest people you would have ever met. He was never afraid to be himself and encourage others to do the same. If you were family or a close friend, you truly know what an incredible confidant he was. Consistently being there whenever you needed an ear or a shoulder to lean on. Like I said, I ain't going to take credit for all that shit. Hollis helped me out with this because it was really fucking hard to write this thing. It just reminds me like um, we'll always love Big Papa and Sheik Luch is like damn near, damn near broke down three times writing his verse. 
I understood it back then, but now I like really feel it. Um, so consistently being there whenever you needed an ear, shoulder to lean on. Thomas loved animals so much so that it inspired him to become a vegan for most of his life. Yeah, dude was a vegan for most of his life. And he wasn't one of them fucking annoying vegans. I'm a vegan. Do you know that I'm a vegan? Don't eat that. Your cholesterol. Don't eat that. Your triglycerides. None of that shit. Never barked any of that bullshit in your ear. Because you could kind of say the opposite to them. Like, you need some more vitamins, minerals, and supplements. Because you're looking like Auschwitz right now way too fucking for like you need more protein i don't know what it is that you're doing but you need two scoops of motherfucking creatine uh he was a gentle giant with a heart of gold and a smile that could light up a room great he dissed his laugh but i loved his laugh it was contagious it was infectious it was just like mine not like similar in similarity but the correlation in that we both had infectious laughs so when when we were at a table together at comedy shows sometimes we made everybody else laugh around us because he would be cackling i'd be fucking yakking up and good times he was a gentle giant with a heart of gold and a smile could light up a room always maintaining a positive attitude regardless of whatever he was going through often putting others before himself he truly talked to talk and walked the walk, acting as a home health aid caregiver for his great grandmother. This is when he was a kid. And most recently, his aunt. Shout out to Auntie Ev. Love you, Ev. I can't imagine what you're going through. Thomas tragically passed away from a heart attack in his sleep early in the morning on Friday, July 16, 2021. This was a shock to his friends as they recently learned about his family's history of heart failure. Yeah, we had had no idea, man. Like, no fucking idea. Come to find out his, like, multiple family members. I wish I knew this because then I would have told him, like, dude, shouldn't be drinking them Red Bulls. Because people think Red Bulls is, like, okay. There's videos. If you type in teen Red Bull heart throbbing, there's videos... <clears throat> that ER, ER doctors or ER nurses took in like triages of kids coming in and their their hearts are literally beating through their chest. They're so thin and so frail that you could see their heart thumping from them drinking like a six pack of fucking Red Bull. Like, yeah, dude, if, if you if you got a family history of heart problems, you should not be taking caffeine or Gronon, whatever the fuck that is. It's, it's a whole bunch of shit in red bull that's not good for nobody um we will all feel a hole in our hearts forever we really will we lost a family member a friend and one of our favorite artists of all time i wanted to put that but i thought that might have been of a reach but i don't think that I don't think that's a bit of a reach now because I think a lot of us are still listening to his music. A lot of us are still vibing out. This is one of our favorite. This is one of our fucking goats. And like I told you, goats gave him fucking props. Conway, you may not think he's a goat, but he's a fucking goat already. He's a goat already. Mortal Technique, fucking goat. (sighs) 
all we can do now is honor his legacy as he didn't want to go so soon, too soon. He didn't. He really didn't. Since he had plans of accomplishing way more, we're asking you to donate whatever you can to help his family with expenses of his untimely death. And then, and then you see I set that motherfucker off because I was kind of nervous. I was like, yo, people might not donate. I wouldn't think that nobody would donate, but I was like, after I posted this, I was like, people might not donate, so I gotta set this motherfucker off. So I, I, I put the first donation, and it's not like I put much. I put put a little, and because yeah, people put way more than me, like there's a part of me that I'm like, I should still be putting in more, but we will when we when we do this tribute slash fundraiser for for his family because i i still want to meet that 10k and i want to meet i want to go over that so that we could help out you know allegedly help out his aunt under the books because she was being taken care of him you know he was taking care of her i don't, I don't know what they're going through right now like i said i only know two years i wish i knew him longer i really do the part, but there's a part of me that's kind of happy that I didn't know him that longer. Probably wondering why, because I don't know the heartbreak y'all are going through right now. If any of y'all listen to this, you can hear me getting choked up, which is why I've, I've paused this several times. I seen y'all at the funeral. I seen y'all crying. I was crying too. Just because you didn't see me bawling my eyes out, I was crying too teary-eyed shout out to east lane dante yo east lane dante came all the way from fucking hartford i didn't believe that east lane dante used to open up shows with with baron i only opened up one show with him we opened up the show for wiki uh wiki set you can look him up wiki um and uh mr motherfucking esquire yeah shout out to everybody else that's helped out with the donations i don't want anyone to think that um missing you out on purpose yo look at this shit man we can go to his last post and we can go through the fucking let's name drop you want to do some name motherfucking drops king lewis xo in case you don't know it's a big uk artist look josh adam myers in the motherfucking building giving him a shout out let's load some more because yo he he got um he got donations from Sean Patton, Liz Mealy, Mike Cannon, Brennan Sagalow. Dude, we were gonna submit to Stankfest, Skankfest. We were gonna submit to Skankfest, and we had a good eight to ten comedians that were behind us that were gonna submit also. They were like, yo, bro, y'all need to be on there. We'll help you. We'll push your shit forward. We'll make sure you get heard. And then this fucking happens. That's it, man. I'm going to do another episode just like a best of. I'm going to listen back to all our old interviews and pluck out the best parts and then just put it all together and wrap it up. It's a bow. That's it. It's a wrap. You know, tuned into, I can't even say it. You now tuned into the motherfucking rap in the DJ. I'm the DJ, DJ Lack of Sleep.
in, and that's the show.